Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Today I'm going to be reading chapter 13 of my book, Courage, How to Make This Life Count. If you're enjoying this, please order it on Amazon and tell your friends about it. And before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to remind you about a new church planting. The churches in Arizona are working together to plant a church in Flagstaff, Arizona, next summer in 2021. I've been asked to form the team and to train its leader. There's a group of 12 disciples currently living in Flagstaff right now, right now, and my goal is to form a team of at least 15 more disciples to double that mission outpost. Flagstaff is in northern Arizona, has around 139,000 people in the metropolitan area. Unlike southern Arizona, that you may identify with desert, it is forested at an elevation of 7,000 feet. It's near the Grand Canyon, skiing, hiking, all sorts of outdoor activities. I'm looking for people who are willing to move there, specifically short-term and long-term missionaries. Also looking for summer missionaries, one- and two-year missionaries, families, couples, singles, willing to relocate to one of the most beautiful areas of the United States. With the rise of COVID and remote work, this would be a great opportunity for you to go on mission. I'm also looking to hire a couple to lead the planting. That couple would move first to Tucson, where I live, for personal training with Pam and me. I'm specifically looking for a young couple, married, engaged, or dating, who've graduated from college. You don't have to have previous church leadership, church leadership experience. Pam and I would walk with you and prepare you to lead a planting with solid growth. Plan and I, Pam and I plan on helping the team get off the ground next summer for one to three months. So if you're interested in being part of an exciting mission team or leading the team yourself, please contact me. You can go to robskinner.com and email me from there, or you can email me directly at rob at tucsonchurchofchrist.org. This is a direct way, a powerful way to make this life count and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Even if you can't join the team, I'd like to ask you a favor. I'd like to ask you to spread the word and contact me if you know of someone you think would be a great team member or even leader. I've already had three people contact me who want to go. And I want to thank you listeners because you've guided me to people that are interested in going on this team. Let's go ahead and get into chapter 13. The Courage to Lead Pirates boarded his ship and threw the 25-year-old in chains. They sailed to their hidden harbor in the Mediterranean and told the young man his family would have to raise 20 talents of gold. He laughed and told them he didn't know, they didn't know how much he was worth. He told them to ask for 50 talents. The young nobleman sent his attendants to collect the ransom. In the meantime, he wrote and recited poetry, played games with his captors, and told them to be quiet when he was trying to sleep. Periodically, he would laughingly tell them he was going to crucify them. Thirty-eight days later, the ransom arrived. The pirates released the brash young man. He immediately raised a small naval force, even though he was neither in the military nor the government. He sailed back, captured the pirates, threw them in prison. And when the governor hesitated to punish the pirates, 
he went personally to the prison and had them all crucified. Julius Caesar revealed early on the courage, the courage to lead that would make him and the Roman Empire the dominant force in Europe and the Mediterranean. Good leaders share one common trait, courage. They lead from the front. They're willing to take risks and call others to follow in their footsteps. Jesus didn't back in. He charged toward the cross in Mark chapter 10, 32-34. They're on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he will rise. Jesus walked with eyes wide open into the jaws of death. He carefully cataloged the details of what he was about to suffer. He never wavered. This unwavering courage to lead reveals why John Piper said, All heroes are shadows of Christ. Any noble, inspiring quality in a heroic man or woman echoes something Jesus modeled first. Lieutenant Colonel Louis Chesty Puller led his Marines against the Japanese at Guadalcanal in 1942. First, under Japanese naval bombardment and later during jungle warfare, Puller would calmly walk down the front line in front of his men, encouraging them. He'd pull out his pipe and casually light it in full view of the enemy. He retired as a lieutenant general and continued his frontline leadership into the Korean War. Overrun and surrounded by Chinese soldiers, Puller led a successful retreat from the Chosin Reservoir. He told his men, All right, they're on our left, they're on our right, they're in front of us, they're behind us. They can't get away this time. People are looking for a man or woman to follow, not an order sent from headquarters. This is why your confident example makes all the difference. We worry too much about our lack of experience, knowledge, or technical skill. All of these are important and can be acquired. However, what lights a fire in any family, church, or organization is a man or woman on fire and charging toward the battle line. No one expects perfection. As the Bible says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you will never get anything done. Many fear leadership. We avoid stepping up because we don't want to hurt anyone. We don't want to be quote-unquote controlling. We don't want to repeat past mistakes. We're afraid of criticism. We don't want the pressure of leadership. We don't want to place higher expectations on ourselves. We don't want to give up our pet sins. We fear letting people down or relying on us too much. We are insecure about our abilities. This world needs godly leaders. You can't avoid leadership. You're a leader in your family, among your friends, and in in your church. People are looking at you. All you need to do is set your mind on God and stop worrying about what people think. You might have led in the past. You gave it your best shot, and you got shot down. You got criticized. You got unfairly judged. You made mistakes and then made apologies. You might be thinking, I'll never do that again. So now you sit in the back, loaded with talent, 
pouring your gifts into your work. And yet your church or your family doesn't benefit from your leadership talents. I've seen many former leaders, ministers, missionaries, who now keep their gifts bottled up or redirected toward non-kingdom pursuits. They have ideas and opinions about how things should be. Some have become cranky Christians. They take pot shots at the minister and his preaching. They lament about how things used to be. But because they no longer have the courage to lead, they are nothing more than footnotes in God's story. Such a waste. Don't be a backbencher. You have so much to give and offer. Will you make mistakes? Yes. Will you have to apologize at times? Yes. Will you make a difference for eternity? Yes. Some have swerved off course and are hiding our talents from God. We have the gift of leadership, but are not using it to advance God's kingdom. Ulysses S. Grant recounts in his biography about his early years. Growing up, he developed a unique tendency. When he went for a ride on his horse, he had a rule. Never go backwards until he reached his destination. He said, Everyone has his superstitions. One of mine has always been been when I started to go anywhere or to do anything, never to turn back or to stop until the thing intended was accomplished. That willingness to go forward when others waited or hesitated made him President Lincoln's pick to lead the U.S. Army. While other generals dithered, Grant plunged ahead, never fearing to fight and never turning back until the bloody job was finished. Have you gotten off track, confused, disoriented? Every leader faces those times. Paul shares about how he was perplexed, but not in despair. The solution is not to quit leading. Instead, allow God to work through your weaknesses and failings to reveal himself at work in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11. Great men and women throughout history led, failed, and picked themselves up again to lead one more time. George Washington started his career in the French and Indian War. In one battle, bullets riddled his coat with, with holes. Fortunately, that close brush with death did not stop him from fighting again and leading the U.S. to independence a few decades later. Gut check. Step up or step back up to lead. Don't allow fear to control you. This world needs godly leaders. You won't ever be perfect, but Jesus will shine through your imperfections to reveal his power and wisdom. Thanks so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this book or would like to tell your friends about it, you can find it on Amazon. Simply type in Rob Skinner and you'll find both this book and my first book entitled How to Plant and Grow a Church. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends and family know. My goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life, and to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.